Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Neil Smith, joined by Katie Smith, founder of Coming to New York City. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. And we are answering your Instagram questions. Katie, uh, for those that might not be aware, I think most people probably find out about us through your Instagram account, but you have an Instagram account. What is it? Yeah, it's coming to NYC. Coming at coming to NYC. At coming to NYC. And really, that's the place where um, we kind of post, or I post our day-to-day activities. Um, I like to do Instagram stories um, pretty much every day um, when we're doing something fun or exciting or just even living a regular life here in New York City. Um, But it's also where I can interact with people. Um, I love when I have these new friends, essentially, that um, will comment and and, um, ask questions and I feel like I've had I've made new friends yes. <laughs> through the Instagram account, uh, which is really fun. Well, you literally did recently. We had a friend come to church with us, right? From yeah, Instagram. yeah. Um, she was moving to New York City for a college program. Um, started listening to our podcast and following on Instagram, and so she had a question about church, and I said, well, "Why don't you come with us?" And she did, and made a new friend. I think she's coming with us again this weekend. Nice. Um, so yeah, it really is very fun. Yeah, moving from kind of like an online interaction into a personal friendship is, is a lot of fun. Something yeah. I really wasn't expecting when we started this, but it's been a really a really positive and fun thing. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, so we've got a bunch of questions that have come in, so we're going to answer a few of them here on this podcast, and we appreciate it. And Katie will personally answer a lot of them on Instagram directly when you get them, but we want to answer several of them here on the podcast. Yeah, so um, a while ago I put up on my Insta story um, that we were getting ready for new podcasts and, and to ask questions that you've been wondering. Um, so we've got some several. We're going to answer five today, and then we're going to do some more in, in future podcasts. But the first one that we got is, um, what are the best playgrounds in Manhattan? Yeah. And so uh, I hate to like put this off, this question off, but I'm actually working on right now that um, a blog post and a future podcast, we... If you followed my Insta story, you know that one day, one Saturday, the four of us spent the entire day going to all of the parks in Central Park, all the playgrounds playgrounds. in in Central Park. Um, And it literally took all day. And we took pictures of each one. We made notes of each one. And my kids are currently ranking them. So pretty soon, again, we'll have a blog post and a podcast about... um, the order in which my New York City kids prefer each of the playgrounds in Central Park. But outside of Central Park, some of our favorite playgrounds are Carl Scherz Park up here yes. on the Upper East Side. Um, we also like, let's see, what else? The, um, there, there's one over by uh, Chelsea Piers that uh, the, the girls have, have enjoyed uh, when, when we're over in that area. Yeah. Um, there's one in Riverside Park. I'm so sorry, I forgot the name of it. Um, yeah. But it's like a, the hippo playground over in Riverside Park. That's yeah. really cute and fun. Um, but yeah, so we'll have that that blog post up soon. I think there are 20. How many do we say? 23 playgrounds in Central, in Central Park, Park yeah. that we're about to cover and rank. So that is definitely coming your way soon. I, I would say too, the girls like. No, it's not necessarily a playground, but uh, the I well. Emery, our oldest, loves the splash pad in Battery City Park. Battery Park City, Battery yeah. Park City, whatever, whatever is done there. Um, and so, 
Yeah. The splash it, pad. The splash pad. Domino Park in Brooklyn yeah. is also so really great. So if you're going to Brooklyn, you get all kinds of other yeah, um, options. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn Bridge Park has amazing playgrounds over there. I really would say cool those ones. are actually the two best p- playgrounds in New York City. Domino, Domino Park and Brooklyn Bridge uh, Park. Brooklyn Bridge Park. Yeah. And, and, I, and I say that mostly the kids love the slides. Mm-hmm. And then the, the slide over in Governor's Island yeah. um, are probably the best slides in New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our youngest loves to swing. So anywhere that there's a swing, she's happy. Um, she's happy. And in Brooklyn Bridge Park, they have the different playgrounds have different themes. So there's one that's all swings and one that's all slides and, and yeah. so on. So they have yeah. a lot of fun there. Also, Prospect Park, when we used to live in Brooklyn, they yeah. have some really great playgrounds there as well. There's one that's made up of all logs. Mm-hmm. And so like reef purposed uh, logs from when uh, I guess there's a hurricane that knocked down a bunch of trees so they used uh, the logs so lots of lots of great playgrounds in the city uh, people often feel bad for like oh kids don't have anything to do it's just a bunch of concrete there's a lot our kids are never bored <laughs> in <laughs> New York exactly City will right. say that uh, and they play on so many incredible playgrounds around the city yep next question all right next question is um, what are some things you can or can't do in New York City and like other places? Can and cannot do in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the things that you can do here is ride the subway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Public transportation. Yes. Um, isn't always available as easily yes. in other places as it is here. Yeah. You know, I, I will say what you cannot do, uh, and and it's a strong to say cannot do, uh, but sometimes it's hard to get alone. You know, I mean, there's times where it's like I just need to be alone, um, and I'm an introvert, and so we live in a one bedroom apartment. The city <laughs> has so many people around. I get honestly, I get scared in isolation generally, but there are also times where I feel like I need to get away, and and it it I cannot get away sometimes uh, when I feel like I need to just for like an hour or so. Yeah, that is true. Um, something that you can do here um, is go to a whole bunch of museums um, and things. I know different cities that we've lived in before maybe have a couple of museums, but this has museums for everything. I mean, that we have a, a museum just for math or the Skyscraper Museum or the Tenement Museum, which talks about um, immigration. Um, I think there's a museum for everything here. Yeah. Uh, obviously, art and natural history. Um, so if you're an, a museum-type person, then you can really fill your days, days with an S on it, um, with museums. Yeah. I, I would say what you cannot do here is conveniently get fast food. Um, and so it's hard to find fast food. Now you can find inexpensive food just about anywhere in different places. Uh, but, but as I think about like when we lived in Texas, we could easily get in our car and in about five minutes go to McDonald's. We Sonic, could go to Sonic. Yeah. All, all kinds of drive throughs. Uh, we yeah, cannot easily get no faster. Now I'm kind of grateful for that, but it is something that you cannot do. And there's times where fast food just hits the convenience spot and sometimes that, that doesn't exist. And there are plenty of other conveniences, but you cannot do that. Yeah. What you can do is you can have pretty much anything delivered to your door. That's true. Um, our, my brother-in-law was here over the weekend visiting, and he was like, why do you even need to leave your apartment? Because <laughs> we, I mean, we get groceries, we get 
um, restaurants delivered. Um, there's an alcohol <laughs> delivery service. Yes. Um, pretty much any the um, capsule which delivers your prescriptions. Yeah. Um, Amazon Prime, obviously, um, but we also have Amazon um, Prime Now, which will deliver things within the hour. So there's almost no reason to leave your apartment if you really didn't want to. Yeah. So I think we've covered that. I mean, that question can go on and on. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to the next question. Okay. Um, how to work the transportation. So I'm thinking they're, they're talking about the public transportation. Yeah. And we did a whole, we did a whole podcast episode on that. So we would yeah. encourage everybody go listen uh, to that episode, but maybe yeah, quickly. Kind of the highlights is I think Google maps has done a great job of making it easy to get around. So there are a whole bunch of different apps that you can download, but to me, Google maps gets it right because you can see the bus, you can see the train, you can see how much, an, uh, a shared ride would cost, how long it will take to walk, how long it will take to drive. So I think within that one app, you can see just about any, any option that you would need. Yeah. And I would just add to that is I, I was concerned about the bus in particular. Like I think a lot of people are like, Oh cool. The subway in New York city, the bus, I think is becoming our more and more our go-to. Now we do whatever's fastest at yes. the end of the day to get around the city. But I think if you're a tourist here, the bus is actually a great way to get around the city because you can see things while you're on the bus. So the subway, you're underground. You don't see anything. It's part of the experience. Uh, but but the bus is a great way to get around the city when you're here. And so public transportation in general is, and using Google Maps to help you navigate is, is the key. Mm-hmm. All right, so next question is, do you have gal pals? And I do. Um, it is different making friends here um, than it is in other places. Um, one, because New York City is so transient. Um, there's people coming and going all the time. Like They come for a job and then they get transferred because of the job. Or um, they come here for a couple years and then they're like, oh, this is too much, I'm moving out to the suburbs. So there is a lot of change and a lot of turnover when it comes to families and things. But I think two things that have really helped me to make friends, well, really three. So um, the first way is when I first moved here, I got involved in a Bible study um, at a church. And it's actually a church that I didn't attend, um, but I had heard that they had this women's Bible study on Wednesdays. And um, I got involved in that, and that gave me a lot of connections from to women from all over the city. And so if you, um, whatever kind of church or religion you, you belong to, I would get involved with that because, you know, even now that we're, we go to Hillsong, um, we're in a connect group and we know families from all over the city. And so really getting involved in your church or your synagogue or, um, wherever you might go, or even, you know, if you're not religious, finding something that you're passionate about and finding a group that meets because, so what I found is that there are so many people here who move here without family or without knowing anybody else. So there is more of a desire here to get to know people and to step out of your comfort zone and join a group or a study or something like that. Uh, people are a lot more open to that, I would say, here than in other places that I've that I've come across. Um, another way is our kids are are in school now, and so we meet a lot of the parents through school. So. If you're moving here with kids, don't be afraid to get involved in school. Go to the PTA meetings. Go to um, the class mixers or the class parties and things like that. Um, because 
the nice thing with the schools here is everybody lives within a few blocks of each other. And so it starts to feel like a small town when you're walking down the street and you see friends and classmates and all of that. So that makes it really easy. And then also just reach out to the people in your building. Um, you know, we say hi to the people on the elevator and see what kind of friendships and conversations you can strike up that way. It's, it's great. It's been fun to watch you make friends. I, the other thing that's happened a lot, now I don't recommend getting a dog in New York City, but people love and lots of people have dogs. So if you're a dog person, don't think you can't have a dog here. Our, our good friends in our building got a dog not too long ago, and they said they have it's opened up a whole new realm of meeting people and friendships because once you get a dog, now you're in the dog club, and all the dog owners are, are natural friends because they see each other. Their dogs are interacting. And so uh, it, it just is things you have in common. You find ways uh, to make friends. I also found friends uh, by going to Texan football meetups to watch football games. And I met other people who were Texans football fans at their meetup.com. So there's so many ways. And, and I think people in the city who are eager uh, to meet up and make friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So our last question for this episode is how did you settle on a church? Um, which is a really great question because um, there are a lot of options here. There are a lot of churches, um, small churches and large churches, um, home churches. I mean, there there really are a lot of options here. Um, But you have to be really intentional about it. One thing um, that I actually kind of love about New York City, um, as opposed to growing up in the South, in the South it's kind of a thing that you do. Church is a thing that you do. Um, for some people it can become just checking a box, making your grandmother happy, um, doing the, the traditional family thing, going to church and then going to lunch. And so it's not, sometimes it's not as personal here. Nobody cares if you go to church. In fact, um, a lot of people, maybe even most people don't go to church. Um, so like I said, nobody's going to care if you go or don't go. So you need, you have to be intentional about looking for a church and intentional about, um, finding which one is best for you. Um, we went to a, a bunch of different churches. Yeah. And, and so 70, I, and I heard this stat one time, that 70% of people in New York City go to a church that they can walk to. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. You you want to go to church with people that are that your kids go to school together. You have, you, you're going to see and, and kind of do life with it in the community. Because in many ways, your neighborhood is like a small town. You're going to see people at the grocery store and at the restaurants and walking down the sidewalk. Uh, there, there's a lot of familiarity. Um, and so we tried that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also tried bigger church with Hillsong. And so I think there are, I, I think it's, it's worth going and experiencing different churches and, and seeing what works best for you. One of the things we like about Hillsong, um, is it's in a different neighborhood. And so we'll go to different restaurants in that area. So while we're taking the subway, um, to get there, uh, we're going to go try different you know, area over there, a restaurant over there and uh, kind of make a little bit of day of it. You know, we take uh, during the winter, we take our kids ice skates with us to church and they go ice skating at Central Park or Bryant, Bryant Park, Park after church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think you, you figure out and, and find a good flow for you. I think Google is a great resource too to find mm-hmm. uh, good, good churches in the city. I, I'm curious what other advice you would give for finding the right church. Yeah. Um, I think a couple of things come to mind when I'm thinking about this is 
don't be afraid to get involved in a big church if you really enjoy it. I think what kept us from getting involved with with Hillsong and to me was it's so big. I don't know that I'll ever be able to feel connected or or really be a part of this. It's always going to be I'm always going to feel like a spectator watching this production and I don't know if I'll ever feel a part of it. Um and that kept us from really committing to Hillsong for a while. So we were like, well, maybe we, we actually need a smaller church to find friends. And um, But we just weren't small church people for whatever reason. Yeah. And so finally we said, you know what? We love Hillsong. We, you know, this is where we need to be. It's not in our neighborhood, but this is where we're supposed to be. Um, but then we got involved in a connect group and it was a family connect group that met after the 10 o'clock service. And so after the 10 o'clock service in this room in the same building, we all went and there were several other families who were just like us. Um, in the fact that they go to church there and live in the city, but then also completely different from us from all different kinds of walks of life and um, backgrounds and race and all sorts of things. So um, it was really exciting to meet those people and get involved with them. And then also just talking about church here. um, I know I said nobody cares necessarily if you go to church. Our connect group people care if we're Mm -hmm. there. Um, But then also in church, it's not a box that anybody has to check. So I do feel like in all of the churches we went to, it's a bunch of people who really want to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, they are making a conscious decision to um, do things differently than a lot of the people around them to wake up early on a Sunday morning or go to church on Sunday night uh, and to be there. And so there is a sense of, to me, when I go to church in New York City, of commitment, of that hunger and that want and desire to be there um, that I really enjoyed in New York City. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, we, we love Hillsong. You'll, you, if you, if you're familiar at all or you hear about it, they talk about people waiting an hour outside uh, and you'll see a line around the, the building sometimes for Hillsong. It really is awesome. Uh, I love the Sunday night services as well. Um, and so we're, we're old people. So we go to the early service at 10 a.m. <laughs> uh, if you are interested in going to church with us, we'd love uh, to, to meet up and, and have you join us. Um, I want to just highlight a couple of churches too, that we visited that, that were awesome. So if, if you're looking for some good church, Churches. A couple here on the Upper East Side. Uh, my friend Ricky has started a church called uh, Meta Church on the Upper East Side. Uh, awesome church. Highly recommended. It. It's kind of on the border here of Upper East Side um, and East Harlem. Um, and then uh, John Tyson, uh, pastors of church that we went to uh, for, for a good season, uh, Church of the City. There's both, both an uh, Upper East Side location and uh, Midtown or Hell's Kitchen area uh, location, and so that's a great church. Um, we we went to Trinity Grace uh, in Park Slope uh, when we were in Park Slope. Another great church. Uh, yeah. Went to Liberty Church mm-hmm. uh, for a season to their, their Brooklyn location. Um, really enjoyed Liberty. Uh, part of the challenge, even as we experienced different churches, is um, we had to take two subways, I think, for some of them. And there were some complications, even when they weren't too far. So just there, there sometimes can be a convenience factor, but yeah. so many great churches around. And then also um, my former boss, um, Enid Almanzar, is a pastor at Primitive Christian Church in the East Village. Village, um, Lower East Side, and then my friend 
Dolores Burnett is a pastor at Harvest Fields Community Church in the Bronx. And both of those are high energy, really really cool churches. Yeah. And then the last one I want to highlight is New Life Fellowship Church in Queens, off Queens Boulevard. Um, a really the most diverse church in the world, uh, if I were to guess. Uh, they, they told me recently they have people represented from born in 70 different countries uh, that are a part of their church right there in Queens. Uh, really, really beautiful church and um, incredible gathering uh, there in Queens. So there are a lot of great churches. If you have any questions, Send Katie a DM, uh, and she'd love to help you find a church when you come to New York City. So I think it is a big part of connecting and engaging here in the city. Katie, any other final thoughts? Yeah, no. um, We'll have more questions on a further uh, podcast episode, but um, today, actually, the day that this podcast releases, I'm going to put up another um, question on my Instagram and my Insta story. an area where you can leave a question. So if you if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I've got a question, I've got something, um, check my Insta story today. I will put up a little box where you can leave your question, and maybe you'll hear it answered on a future episode. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Make sure you follow Katie on Instagram at coming to NYC, uh, and make sure you leave a rating and a review for this podcast wherever it is that you're listening. It would mean the world to us. Thanks for listening.